0: What's up, everybody? Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And let's talk. Um, let's do a, a brief uh, preview of one of the big fights taking place tomorrow night. Both fighters made weight. There's two big events taking place tomorrow. Teofimo Lopez against George Cambozos. I have a separate episode out on that. And, uh, and then this one. This is a huge unification fight for the 122-pound division between Cool Boy Steph in Stephen Fulton, and the heartbreaker, Brandon Figueroa, uh, out of Westlaco, Texas. It's going to be a fight on Showtime, and Brandon Figueroa bringing the WBC title with them, Stephen Fulton bringing the WBO title with them, and the IBF WBA champ in MJ Murajan, who just recently defended and retained those two titles by defeating Jose Velasquez uh, on the uh, Demetrius Andrade Quigley undercard uh, a week ago, He's going to be standing by, waiting to see who is going to be his next foe to unify that division, the 122-pound division. So MJ did his job. Steven Fulton, Brendan Figueroa is a fight that was supposed to take place back in September. Figueroa ended up contracting COVID, and the fight got delayed. Lucky for Showtime and for the promotional companies, they managed to keep the entire card intact and all fighters, all fights are, they just slid over to what will be tomorrow night's event. Um, both fighters made weight, uh, earlier today. And, uh, and it looks like it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, let's break this fight down. It's really interesting to me because styles make fights and, uh, and we could, we could learn a lot based on their recent performances. If we look at both of these fighters, the better resume has to go to Brandon Figueroa. Brandon Figueroa stepping into the ring uh with a 22-0 and 1 record. 17 of those 22 wins have come by knockout. That one draw he had back in 2019 against Julio Ceja. Uh so really good opposition if you look at his last few opponents. Um he's had he's had a uh, Yomfris Parejo John First Parejo, Javier Nicolás Chacon, Julio Ceja, who he had the, the draw with, Damian Vasquez, and Luis El Pantera Neri was his recent opponent, which was earlier this uh, this year, in May. So, that was his toughest opponent to date, El Pantera Neri. By, by many acclaimed, Luis Neri was acclaimed to be the best fighter at 122. Interchangeably with MJ. MJ has... Both of those titles. Uh, this was this was a huge, huge uh, huge fight for, for both of them. Luis Neri ends up succumbing to the body blows of Brandon Figueroa and was stopped. He was knocked out in the seventh round. Nasty shot that Figueroa hit him with uh, in the ribs. The last of the last few, who is it? The last four opponents, three of them have been knocked out with the exception of that split-decision draw uh, that he had with Julio Ceja. Uh, Javier Nicolás Chacon, he knocked out in the fourth. Uh, Damian Vasquez, the fight was stopped in the tenth. And then Luis Neri, he KO'd in the, in the seventh. That's the key to the fight. Cowboy staff, Stephen Fulton, he's coming into the ring with a 19-0 record, eight knockouts and um decent resume as well he's fought a lot of undefeated fighters uh the best names that he has um in his in his resume would be uh Adam Lopez Adam Lopez you've heard me on previous episodes i call him a fan friendly fighter he's must watch tv every time he steps onto the ring um he leaves it all out there uh, he he makes you want to see more of his fights because he's a good fighter a good precision fighter very calculated but applies a lot of pressure smothering style pressure to his opponents and uh and he's always engaged in in fun fights the most recent fight that i could recall was uh his fight with Isaac Dogbe uh earlier this year and it was a complete phone booth style brawl uh where they just went back and forth with each other dogbe of course ended up getting the better of Lopez. so Stephen fulton ended up defeating him uh by decision and that was uh back in 2017 uh, other than that, who else? Uh, Jesus Antonio Omalá was another good opponent that Stephen Fulton. Uh, he ended up stopping him in the ninth. Isaac Avalar was an undefeated fighter at 15 and 0 when, when he faced Isaac Avalar. Uh, he ended up stopping him in six. Um, who else? And his last opponent, of course, his last opponent earlier this year in January, uh, that was by far the absolute best opposition that he's faced to date. And that was Angelo Leo. These guys went at it the entire way and that fight is a huge you could take away a lot is a huge uh a huge measure measuring stick for what's supposed to happen uh tomorrow night against brandon figueroa why do i say that angelo leo if uh if you don't know anything about angelo leo he's uh he's currently 21 and one right now um but when he went into that fight with stephen fulton he was 20 and 0 with nine knockouts to his favor. Similar knockout ratio to that of Stephen Fulton, but the style of fight that Angelo Leo poses and the threat that he poses is that of pressure and inside fighting. This is similar to what Brandon Figueroa will, will present to him. When you look at these two fighters, uh, you look at Stephen Fulton, who often utilizes a wide stance he baits his opponents by throwing a lazy jab as, as a gauge. He uses that jab, that left jab as a gauge for spacing and for reaction. He throws a lazy jab constantly and then mixes it up by stiffening up that jab. And he catches his opponents off guard with that. He'll double up the jab and then he throws a lazy jab and he'll catch those reactions, uh, from his opponents. Um, And and is able to disrupt the timing of his opponents because of that. He's very good at that. The footwork, the speed, and the ring generalship is on the side of Stephen Fulton for this fight against Figueroa. Stephen Fulton utilizes the entire ring. He's taken away, he's he's taken away certain attributes, or at least um, you could see certain signs uh, that you could attribute to that of Mayweather uh, as far as utilizing the ring and Adrian Broner in the way in which Adrian Broner's original career uh or his uh, his early parts of his career, where he was finding success in these divisions, in the uh, 130s, 135 divisions. The footwork the stance the approach he guards that right hand and releases it uh, at will whenever whenever he's able to land a power shot uh, whether it's by way of uppercut or a looping right hook he's very calculated very measured in his attack however why am I focusing so much on Angelo Leo? Angelo Leo got him to compromise his wide stance. He squared up on him. He started pushing him towards the ropes and pressed him on the ropes. And they, and he forced Stephen Fulton to have a firefight with him, to brawl. And Stephen Fulton, abandoning his game plan, decided to get into a firefight with Angelo Leo, which made for an awesome, awesome fight between the two. He withstood the pressure of Angelo Leo, and ended up getting the nod. He got the victory over Angelo Leo. By far, this is the best opposition and the absolute best example that he could utilize in preparation for this fight with Brandon Figueroa because it's a similar style of swarm of pressure that Brandon Figueroa poses to that of Angelo Leo. Stephen Fulton passed that that test and overcame that threat by fighting fire with fire, his jab is was the difference maker for me when he faced Angelo Leo because that jab is what kept Angelo Leo at bay for certain portions of the fight before they would get right back into it. So he was accumulating points while regaining his breath uh, and, and his composure, and then they would get right back into that firefight. Angelo Leo would not let him off the hook, and and they just went at it. Stephen Fulton showed really good signs of being able to handle himself and adapt regardless of the threat that's presented to him. That's what we saw in his fight against Angela Leo. You want to fight fire with fire? I'll do it. It doesn't benefit him to have that style of or have the eagle come into play in the fight against Brandon Figueroa. Brandon Figueroa, yes, he has a little bit better resume than Stephen Fulton. Uh, the last opponent that he faced was arguably the best uh, available fighter at 122 in El Pantera Luis Neri, uh, interchangeably with MJ. Luis Neri was definitely the, the better known fighter uh, amongst everybody uh, available there. Luis Neri, Angelo Leo, by far were, uh, Luis Neri, Angelo Leo, MJ, by far the best opposition in that division uh, that was available. And two of those fighters were active against these two that are going to unify the titles uh, this weekend. Luis Neri, at 31-0, and walking into that fight was the favorite over the young Figueroa. and and he was looking good against Figueroa, exposing and exploiting a lot of the falls and the flaws that Figueroa has. Figueroa is usually the taller fighter of the two in the ring, has better has longer reach than most of his opponents. And if he just chose to box that way, if he chose to box that way, fight tall. Keep your opponent at bay and outpoint him. He would be very successful. However, Brandon Figueroa likes to stand and bang. He abandons his boxing and he loves to get inside that pocket, fight inside the pocket and just bang it out with the opponents and it's may the best man win. Bombs away type of thing. However, he's very accurate. Brandon Figueroa, don't mistake him for a Brandon Rios or a Cat of years past. Uh, that style of fighter, a Rocky Juarez, or even a, a Siri Salido, uh, Brandon Figueroa is very, very, very accurate with his punching. When, when he's inside, he lands uppercuts to the body, uppercuts to the head, to the chin. And he's very accurate when he's landing, he lands ear shots, uh, Very precise when he delivers those shots. He's not just throwing punches and bunches like Maldana would against Mayweather. He's very precise and very accurate whenever he's on the inside. This is where the arguments come and the claims that Brandon Figueroa has suspect defense because he gets hit a lot. His approach whenever he's fighting inside is he's willing to get hit in order to land his punches. And that's what we saw when he defeated Uh, Luis Neri earlier this year. He was willing to get hit. He was willing to exchange and deal with the pain in order to inflict his own damage on his opponent. He did it. He's found success doing that. And he stopped one of the best fighters available in El Pantera Neri earlier this year. That's how I see the fight going. If Stephen Fulton abandons his approach of forcing and frustrating his opponent. Because he's staying away, utilizing the entire ring, pot-shotting his opponent, countering when need be, and moving is how I see Stephen Fulton being victorious tonight. If he gets dragged into that firefight, yes, he knows he could handle and he could exchange fire with fire because he just proved it against Angelo Leo. However, he can't do it for as long as he held, uh, as long as he engaged Angelo Leo throughout the entire fight. He won't be able to withstand the damage and the pain uh, from Brandon Figueroa for long periods of time. The strength is different. The punch power is real on Figueroa's side. Uh he punches a lot harder than Angelo Leo. Uh just from the looks of it and the levels of opposition that they faced. Brandon Figueroa is gonna be a heavy puncher in tonight. Stephen Fulton needs to keep him at bay, pot shot him, frustrate him, get him to commit to try to fight on the inside. And if he maintains that wide stance, Stephen Fulton will have that right hand ready to to counter him and meet him uh, with power by way of an uppercut or by way of a hook. He'll be able to maintain Brandon Figueroa frustrated and at bay. And he'll interrupt his game plan. Brandon Figueroa's game plan, what continues to work for him, is disrupting his opponent's strategy and game plan by taking the fight inside and just hurting them to the body and hurting them to the face from close quarters. I see Brandon Figueroa finding success tonight in similar fashion to what I'm picking with Stephen Fulton. Uh, Stephen Fulton's game plan. Brandon Figueroa, if he stands tall and if he decides to box. He's going to frustrate Stephen Fulton into wanting to counter and engage. He's going to disrupt the game plan. If all he does is just stand tall, utilize his reach, he'll be outpointing Stephen Fulton from a distance. He'll frustrate Stephen Fulton. He'll be the one that's going to be getting booed because he's moving in and out of the ring. And every time they get within close quarters, if Brandon Figueroa stands tall, utilizes his boxing more so than the brawling, he'll be able to outpoint even if it, it'll, there'll be for sure lesser punches thrown and exchanged. But every time that he'll catch him on the inside on the on the way in, he'll be able to box him beautifully and get him to retreat. And that's going to frustrate Stephen Fulton's style to where he's going to want to engage. And now Brandon Figueroa will bring him into his office and he'll be able to stop him that way. Is that ideal? Yes, that's the ideal plan. Has Brandon Figueroa boxed that way in his last four, five, six outings? Nope. He likes to start that way. And he immediately, all of a sudden, it's like his wires get crossed. He gets a short circuit and he just decides to go stand and bang. Presses against the opponent, leans in against them, and just starts picking those opponents apart and just throwing shots on the inside. Not wild, very precise, very accurate, and he's got power to back it up. I see the same thing happening. I don't think he's going to he's gonna want to um, stay on the outside for too long. I think he's going to want to get in there, disrupt uh, the spacing, disrupt the gap, uh, the reactionary gap between him and Stephen Fulton. Uh, and by doing so, he'll completely throw off Stephen Fulton's game plan out the window and make it into a firefight where the power uh, favors Brandon Figueroa. I think Brandon Figueroa stops Stephen Fulton uh, somewhere in the later rounds, uh, similar. I think it's going to play out similar to the Luis Netty fight and, and he's going to hurt Stephen Fulton to the body. He'll eliminate his legs and eventually uh, stop him by way of body shot. Uh, we'll see. Big, big fight, big title implications. Uh, this is the era that we're in, a unification style era where titles are being unified and people are chasing after that undisputed, uh, that undisputed title, uh, for each, for their respective division. Uh, they're looking to unify divisions now, not just titles. And this is what they're after. Brandon Figueroa has said, uh, in multiple interviews that he's looking, this is possibly going to be his last fight at 122. And then he's looking to move up to 126 because the cuts are getting a little bit harder for him, the weight cuts. Stephen Fulton doesn't look like he he's fought at heavier weights in the past, but he doesn't look like he wants to leave 122 yet. So should he be successful, you could bet yourself that we're going to have uh, an MJ uh, unification bout against Stephen Fulton. All four titles on the line. If Brandon Figueroa wins... It's not that likely that we'll see MJ against Brandon Figueroa. He'll win and he'll move on, vacate those titles. And then the 122 will continue, will continue figuring itself out. Unless, unless it's a big, um, promotional showdown that gets negotiated, a big negotiation for him to come down and challenge MJ, uh, and unify all four titles. I see Stephen Fulton. Uh, moving progressing or or continuing with those plans of unifying the division brendan figueroa has expressed multiple times that he's looking to move up win or lose uh after this fight and uh and so that'll be interesting because if he does win and he is successful then it'd be interesting to see him against mj and unify the division then decide to move up and very well he might be baited to to do so depending on what happens uh tomorrow night so it's going to be uh by way of showtime. the undercard is going to be somewhat entertaining but no no big big names uh on the undercard or anything that that you may miss i'm not telling you to miss it watch it because it's fun most of these fights there's something to learn from every different style every different fight but i uh, hope you enjoy it but the main event's the one that's taking the cake uh on the other side of the country, you're going to have Delfimo Lopez and George Cambozos. Uh, that fight's finally going to happen after five or six delays that they experienced. Um, I have an episode out on on those guys as well. That should be a really interesting one. So two big fights. This one has big implications. The other one has big title implications as well, where three titles will be on the line on that Lopez Cambozos. Uh, so check out the episode. I, break, I go down into detail as to why three and not four titles on the line there. Um, Enjoy the fights. Enjoy the weekend. Two big fights taking place, and a sideshow. I'll cover the sideshow after the fact. Uh, maybe I'll do another episode on that later tonight if I if I have a few free minutes. Uh, if not, I'll cover it after the fact on a post fight post fight uh, episode. Take care of yourselves. Thank you guys again. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Enjoy the weekend. Surround yourself around good company. Uh, and enjoy the fights. It's going to be a good fight weekend, and it doesn't end here. We got even more fights coming um, at the start of December. Take care of yourselves. Thank you guys again. This is Heck Cali with the Tomatolito Show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night.